This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Carrie and Adam Anderson. Carrie Anderson is Chief Family Officer at Whole Life Entrepreneurship. Carrie left her career as a pediatric nurse to be a stay-at-home mom when her husband Adam, a serial entrepreneur, began spending more time traveling for work. This lifestyle quickly took its toll on their relationship. Under the stress of their crumbling marriage, Carrie and Adam sought counseling, meanwhile developing their own business-based methods for rebuilding their relationship. Today, they're on a mission to share what they've learned, supporting other entrepreneurial couples as they navigate the chaotic world of marriage and entrepreneurship. Thank you for joining me today. Woo, good to be here. Crumbling marriage. I always forget that's in the intro. Wow. <laughs> Man, that sounds tough. That sounds deep. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> yeah. So kind of tell me how you got to that point. Tell me a little bit about your guys' journeys and how did you get to the uh, current versions of yourselves? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Adam and I have been together, um, I think a total of like 16 years. And about 14 years ago, he started his own company and it kind of uh, opened the floodgates to his true entrepreneurial self and started tons of companies after that. So we uh, we have definitely been on the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship and just figuring it out. Uh, it wasn't exactly something that I knew I was getting into. So um, it certainly caused some issues in our relationship. Um, you know, he traveled a lot. There was a lot of stress. He was a workaholic, things like that. It started to kind of take its toll on both of us. Um, and, and we came very close several times to divorcing. Uh, after that, happy ending. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> after getting some counseling and figuring out some things and just really figuring out how to work together to do uh, family life business together, we started sharing some of what we learned with other folks that we, we found were living the same lifestyle. And yeah, so now it's kind of turned into its whole little beautiful monster, which is whole life entrepreneurship. No, that's awesome. And I think uh, having a work-life balance, what people say, it's really a myth because you have to sacrifice one or the other to focus really on one over the other. So you're either going to kind of, uh, you know, have issues on the family side when you're going all in on the business or make compromises on both ends to kind of try to uh, appease the working relationship for a business as well as, you know, a marriage or any other kind of relationship. Yeah, I used to say there's no such thing as work-life work balance. It's work-life rebalance where you're deploying, you know, personal energy, mental energy, emotional energy, uh, and you do have to rebalance. But one of the things we've found really makes rebalancing easier 
is uh, creating shared vision with each other. So I pissed Carrie off the most <laughs> when I would go and do something without her understanding why. So picture me dragging her onto a roller coaster she didn't want to be on and taking her on this ride. The, so the way that uh, we short circuit the rebalancing part of all this is, you know, we sit down and we sketch out what is the goals for our family? What are the goals? And how does the business fit in? And then she's bought in, right? And when she's bought in, you know, I can still fail. But uh, at least she doesn't, uh, I would say you don't hate me when I do that. Well, it's just about sharing life, right? So if, if the business is going to take some sacrifice, then I think that there's got to be an understanding that it's a communal sacrifice. We both have to be on board with what's happening or you know there's, there's going to be a, a lot of misunderstandings mm -hmm. a lot of built-up resentment a lot of um, not understanding pulling against each other and not going towards a, a common goal yeah i agree i think getting on that um same page is very important i myself kind of don't necessarily uh, share or say what I'm doing before I do it and kind of run with it. And then it gets to a point where it's like, why did you do this or go in this direction when we could have talked about it and made a plan and you know wrote something down, but having something actionable that's written down, I think it's very important, like you mentioned. Yeah, but it's hard, right? Because we're, we're creative people and we do creative things and spur of the moment. And for me to slow down and to have that conversation gets in the way of the creativity process. And also, I don't know if what I'm about to do is something I'm really about to do until I get there. You know what I mean? And so it, it's, uh, it's been a real struggle slowing down and not looking at that as a burden, but as an asset. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I when we were trying to sort of rethink how we were doing life together, I took a step back and thought, okay, well, I'm not getting through. <laughs> how, how can I meet him where he is? Um, and so I started learning a little bit about some business operating systems and I took some of those systems and I tried to apply it to our life and our relationship here. And so when he started thinking of me as someone that he had to do a meeting with every week and update every week on the business, then it became it, it, like it made total sense to him. Oh, well, she's a shareholder that I have to keep up to speed on what's going on. And it, it doesn't seem like I'm putting upon his creativity at all. I'm just asking for my regular weekly stand up. And that's kind of how mm -hmm. we get ahead of any other issues as well. He gives me an update, but then we also like start talking about finances. We start talking about calendars and, you know, how we're going to do things with the kids. And, you know, she, she lets me make PowerPoints. It's awesome. <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't have to be that fancy. In fact, we've gotten our like weekly stand up, what we call our, our family business meeting to down to about 15 minutes. You know, if, if, if we can't take 15 minutes with each other a week to just kind of get on the same footing as each other, we got bigger problems at hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a basic kind of check-in what uh, everybody's kind of working on or you're dealing with from a professional sense. And it's important also from kind of the emotional side, because you may have maybe carrying some kind of baggage that's associated with stress from you know business deals or something falling through and understanding that's that's where it's coming from and not lashing out 
at your partner or any other family members or friends is uh, very important to you know avoid that kind of stress. Amen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One of the things that we have discovered as we've done many interviews, um, just gathering information from other couples like us. One of the things that we realized is that there are these common three pain points that come along with this lifestyle, with the entrepreneurial business owning lifestyle. And um, those, those issues tend to be what we call um, feelings of alone, stressed and scared. And those spell ass because Adam thinks that it's funny to yep. make me say that in front of in workshops yep. and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, those, those tend to be things that um, both the business owner and the partner, the spouse, the significant other, both of those parties are feeling those things, but they're so polarized, so divided from each other when things get really, really difficult that they really don't even know how to come back together and share a life with each other because those emotions are taking over everything. So when you have that weekly opportunity mm -hmm. to say, you know, I was having a really hard time with this this week. Um, I really appreciate that you stepped in and helped me in this way. It would be awesome if next week we could maybe work on this. You know, it kind of gives us an opportunity to have some, some clearing statements, but also to just ask for help. Adam yep. is a boss in his heart of hearts. He has a very hard time asking me for help. He feels like he is very responsible for everything. And so, you know, I didn't even realize how much stress he was actually carrying because he never shared that with me. So having that built into the meeting helps get ahead of some of those emotions before they turn into an explosion that, that nobody wants to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And I think uh, I always talk about kind of uh, emotional intelligence. And I think it starts off with with kind of like your pillar relationship with obviously your partner. If you don't have that with your partner and understand what those things that are, you know, causing any kind of stress that's outside of your control that, you know, is dependent on the partner, like you said, in terms of stress as an entrepreneur, because as an entrepreneur, I mean, there's a high rate of depression and other kind of uh, anxiety and you know, def different mentally related things that it's important to kind of understand where someone is coming from, especially like in business or when it, you know, transcends to your relationship. Oh, yeah. I, I love that you touched on the fact that the, the entrepreneur is going through that ride internally, right? And then, you know, if we, if we as an entrepreneur do not develop emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, you know, self-help, um, it's almost impossible to even engage with somebody and ask for it outside of ourselves. And so I discovered when we were in the middle of it, we had about five years of really, really hard times where we danced on uh, divorce for quite a bit. And the, uh, one of our counselors said, Adam, it's like you guys are drowning next to each other and two drowning people can't help each other. Drowning people coming up to each other, um, they beat the crap out of each other. Cause when you're drowning, you grab somebody, you push them underwater cause you're in such a panic mode. And it isn't until you check in with yourself through, you know, healthy emotional intelligence that you start being able to float and you be able to self care. And uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I love that you, you brought uh, EIQ up because man, if people could just do some work on themselves first and then bring the best version of them to their relationships, what, what a difference. Yep. I agree. 
Uh, so what motivates you guys to succeed? Right now, a lot of fear. <laughs> to be straight up and honest with you, we sold our company a couple of years ago, um, and I've got this old, big old plunk of money in the in the bank account that keeps getting smaller. And you know, we have a lot of different things that um, that motivate us. We, we I feel like we're we're super deep and and uh, thoughtful people. But I'm in a, a current season where a lot of what I'm doing is coming from a scarcity mindset and fear. And I can see it happening and I know I can't live there. But for me right now, it's I got to restart the engine. I got to prove that I can do it again. So I've got a lot of negative self-talk that's happening to me. That is a catalyst for me to try to succeed. Um, and that's kind of getting in the way of a deeper, bigger vision that um, I used to live. So I'm, I'm on a down slope right now, but. I think luckily though, he has me to balance him out. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> there you go. They, that's it. Punchline. That's what I was fishing for. I was about to say that. Uh, that's what I was about to say. So, it, you know, it's, it's amazing the, the change that I've seen in our life together, because I know um, when he's feeling those feelings of fear, better how to support him in those ways. You know, you, you mentioned earlier depression. I was just talking to someone the other day who had said, you know, I went through this big bout of depression. Um, the company was really struggling. My spouse did not understand how to support me through a depression like that because she knows that I'm not a person who is typically depressed, but th this, this lifestyle can really, really take its toll on a person. So I think, you know, one of the things that I have learned along my journey is how best to support him through some of these times when he's really discouraged, when he's really worried, when he's really scared. And I am because I, you know, tend to be someone who's very anchored in my purpose. Uh, I hope that I am that anchor for him in, in so much as like how we want to succeed and where we want our life to go together and our family's life to go together and what kind of legacy we want to live for our kids. Those are the ultimate things that for me, keep me moving towards success. So I think sometimes, you know, we can kind of play back and forth when he's having a hard time, he can lean on me. That's what sharing a life is actually about. Insane. There are times when I get really discouraged, when I get really, really anxious and worried about the future. And he's the guy with the big vision who's like, oh, no, I got you. And, you know, we're so much um, more evenly yoked now in that way. So, when you know, we just kind of take turns and um, both of us are going in the same direction and we're not having to drag each other. And so I think success for me is just that that idea of, of what we want our life to look like in five years in 10 years. And then we want what we want the world yeah. that we leave behind to look like for our children. So those are the things that really motivate me towards success. And I hope that you, you, you get some of that feeling when you're having a hard time too. <laughs> Legacy. Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, so what's one thing that you guys may have had as a weakness, uh, that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Ooh, I, I got my answer. You want to go first? No, you go first. Let no, no, think. mine's going to be super great. And I want to like drop the mic on it. Um, okay. One of the things that um, I tend to get a little bit in trouble with is that I am an extremely passionate Southern woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes uh, that can come out um, 
a little harsh, especially in the midst of conflict. Um, as I have learned to manage conflict better in my sage older years, um, I've been able to turn that passion in a different direction. Honestly, and, and sometimes in, in what we just talked about, I can be very, very driven in where I'm going. Um, and I kind of steer my passion in that direction as opposed to it coming out in an explosion and coming out sort of like um, overzealous or even sometimes in anger. I can I can tend to get a little a little out of control there with my emotions if I don't keep them in check. But if I if I redirect them, I think that it actually turns out to be an asset for me. How about you? Yeah, you're you're less of an explosion these days and more of a laser beam. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my extreme extrovert and need to have a good time and have people like me got me a long way, but it also led to a lot of self-destructive behaviors. Like I'm very susceptible to that entrepreneurial depression, alcohol's involved, just those kind of things over the years have, uh, we used to joke that the, our company ran on my liver, right? I would go out and I would take folks golfing, I close, I close, I close, and I was justified staying up to 2, 3 a.m., doing anything I needed to do to get the close, to do the sale. Um, it turns out that that is super self-destructive and being able to turn that around and still be the guy who helps the folks, but giving myself freedom to be creative and saying I don't have to do it by being the party guy or doing the, I can be a guy who comes home for dinner and still get the clothes and still have the same uh, passion in different ways. So. Uh, it's been real freeing to give myself permission to reimagine how I do business, keeping the same energy, but maybe putting down some of these toxic behaviors that used to be successful for me, but come with a really huge cost. Yeah, I think that's important, kind of uh, pivoting away that something may, have, may be working in the past that you can do kind of better and it's more rewarding for you. And obviously, like you said, the being passionate uh, as well obviously I think passion is important and I think oftentimes in some situations if your reaction isn't you being upset or angry it may not show that you are passionate about something so it's kind of like a double-edged sword in some situations mm -hmm. yeah it looks like apathy <laughs> yeah so what's one piece of advice you can leave uh, with the audience either personal or professional um I think that one of the things that really got us to where we are now is that um I think if I had to say too I'd have to I'd have to take credit Please for do. going first when um you know we were in a really really bad place and we were clinging to each other and dragging each other down um I just got to the point in the middle of all of that where it turned me into somebody that I didn't like anger anger and bitterness and resentment will do that to a person and I kind of took a moment to step back and say, whoa, this is not where I want to go with my life personally. I'm going to step back and start doing some work on me. So I would say to anyone who is in an entrepreneurial relationship um, and you, you tend to struggle a little bit and you really want to work, but maybe your partner isn't ready, I think I would say, don't let that stop you. You can always take the time and work on yourself and um, it, 
I think eventually it'll start rubbing off on the people around you. I mean, it certainly did for us. Yeah. My, my big takeaway or my, my nugget that I like to share is um, a kind of a definition of what success is or actually what failure is. To me, failure is being amazingly successful at something you do not care about. And there's so much momentum when you are winning. You're, you're, you're getting the, 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 the self-esteem boosts from closing business. Your company's growing. You're doing all this stuff. But I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to who have had amazing business success and turn around and everything's gone. Um, be super careful that you are being successful in a way that you care about because, you know, I don't care how many dollar bills you have in the bank. If you lose it all on the way there, uh, that success is hollow. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think it's like we talked about earlier legacy. And I think it's doubling down at what you're good at and passionate about. So kind of that kind of twofold, that'll obviously make you money at the end, because you're an expert in it, and you enjoy doing it. But like you said, you do something 10, 20, 30 years. And then at the end of that, you realize all this time is gone, you have money, you may may lose that money. At the end of the day, it's 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 money. You can pivot and remake it back, but you'll never get back that time. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah, the best way to uh, learn more about what we're up to is go to wlemission.com slash savage. And this is all uh, stands for whole life entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurship is hard to spell. So <laughs> we shortened that thing up. We made it to easy. wlemission.com uh, slash savage. Or you can find us on Facebook. We've got a, a group who would love you guys to join. Lots of uh, entrepreneurial families are going to be having conversations uh, uh, just like the ones you probably need to hear. And we're trying to build that community for uh, for folks who want to do life and business without sacrificing either. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank Thanks, you for Roman. having us. My pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.